Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Snatch Game is here, and the obvious happened. Oh, and the new language of Valentignol has been introduced into the Drag Race cinematic universe. It's time to talk all things Drag Race in Mexico, and here with me is the queen of the supernatural, Amanda Massacre. Hello. Hola, hola, hola. Um, welcome. What an intro. Wow. Queen of, I mean, I, bless you for saying that, I wish. You are, though. Mm, Sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, friends, as we know, um, Duolingo has still not sponsored me. So my pronunciations, I'm, I apologize one day. Uh, could you imagine if I get Sunday Rally and Duolingo to sponsor me? I would be the happiest person in the oh world. Oh my God, do you imagine? You could absolutely, like I can hear your ads now. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have flawless skin. Uh, uh, um, I wouldn't sound terrible saying uh, words I don't understand. Uh, 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 one day, one day. You never know. All right. Well, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters that's presented to us. The reality television production. We are showing the editing of the television show once the tea. We react to what's presented. You have to be real people and good opportunity to go and tell them to the capital. They've also been sales to discuss what's in the podcast for entertainment and discuss reality TV show. Six what? episodes into Drag Race Mexico already. Wild. Wild. Wow. Um, I still don't have an answer if it's 10 episodes or I've heard it's a 12 episode season, but um, the queens are falling fast yeah it's been an interesting season so far but it's been entertaining and i've definitely enjoyed and i've learned so much already in just these couple of episodes now what is your relationship to the country of mexico oh my god i've never been but i honestly i i almost consider myself like an honorary mexican Mm -hmm. um just because you know the neighborhood i grew up with it and still am in really to be honest with you is primarily mexican like there's i mean it's a latin neighborhood but like a good chunk of where i grew up was like purely mexican i grew up with like mexican best friends um my dark hair at a drag when i'm not wearing a wig um you know like i could easily pass as mexican um and i've had many mexican people ask me specifically like oh you're not from like no no like my, i guess my colombian dialect isn't as strong as i think sometimes mm-hmm. and so they're like oh never would have thought um but i love 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 mexican culture um i think most of my diet is also mexican food so you know really Same. Really, like, really, really into Mexico. And I'm dying to go. One of these days, people keep telling me I need to go to Tulum. Like, they feel like that's, like, a man Okay, not, not Puerto Vallarta. No, no. <laughs> I think people, people know what I'm looking for, specifically when I travel. Yeah. They know I speak the language. And they're like, I think you'd enjoy Tulum. Yeah, you don't want to go to Puerto Vallarta because you don't want to see the gays or the drag queens. You get enough of them right. every day. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, let's dive into this episode. So Anna has been eliminated. Seven left. The pressure is on. Now, Gala has opinions, of course. She thinks that Serena did last quite a long time, which is fair. Her runways were a bit of a downfall for Serena Moreno. Yeah, they were 
not the best, but you know, I'm always very forgiving with these runways just because I know I try to put myself in their shoes and like, it's hard to pack a drag race. It's like, true. You really it's need true. to have a point to impress. And then we see someone's runway this episode and I'm like, fuck everything. Everyone needs to be that this caliber. Yeah, I know. Truly. The shade comes out when Gata says she's a great person, not a great drag queen. I screamed. I was like, that's the type of shit. Like, I mean, I feel like I've uttered those words before, but like, the thing with like, Gata Vero is it's the smile. She can say anything, anything and we are forgiving. Yeah. 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 Gata and Matraka are congrat- congratulated for their joint win. It was the best birthday present Matraka could have asked for. What's the best birthday present you've been given? Mm. you know what i'm gonna consider wednesday as part of a birthday believe it or not like not not exactly but um a week prior to my birthday i got photos of like puppy wednesday when she was born Mm -hmm. they were like you know she was born and i was like again best best present ever like who would have ever thought like and happy belated to Miss Wednesday. I know, my baby. I can't believe it's been three years. Isn't Insane. that wild? Regina is seeing Matraka a bit stronger than she anticipated her to be. She thinks it'll be a good fight now. And Gala says that she would hate to do a lip sync against them as she's scared of the demons coming out. Don't say things out loud if you don't want them to happen. The universe is listening, Gala. They are listening to you. And by universe, it's the producers. Although I do believe in the power of manifestation. That mm-hmm. is very true. You put shit out there, you vocalize it. Guess what? It happens. I want a twink boyfriend. There you go. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Another day, another drag as the queens walk in with a bit of a musical cadence this time. The dog fight is here with the top seven. It's time to count the victories, bitches. Gala will share that she has two safe, two top, one win. Rahina has gone to the Lucy LaDuca School of Mini Challenges to remind everyone she has one mini challenge win. They count. <laughs> one top, one win. Lady Kato can't remember what's happening here because, um, yeah, she just has a top and a safe. And that's basically her way of saying, I'm not doing great, but you don't want to remember that. And then the alarm goes off. Do the other four queens get to share their stats or do we have to just go on to those one of those like fan accounts on Instagram to find out? I don't think like we're like, oh, it doesn't matter. We already know. Right. This week, it's a Lolita message that alludes to Snatch Game. Um, they know it's about to happen. Thank goodness it's a Lolita week. <laughs> it's a Lolita week. Um, uh, speaking of Miss Lolita, she is coming out in this yellow top. Um, oh. Very sexy, modern Grecian moment. Yes. Um, and I'm like, are we supposed to go this mask? Like, she is looking very fresh in these workroom looks. I really love the juxtaposition between her and Valentina physically. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know... Um, remind me does what exactly does lolita identify as because i know valentina is like non-binary femme and so that's i think probably lolita identifies as a banana okay well i don't know know. i'm I'm not sure (laughs) i'm not i'm not positive i think Um, i think they're gay okay um so i think maybe that was just the way of like well valentina's always gonna come out and drag and I don't want Lolita's to leave us going to a circuit party. Yeah, like exactly. Like, okay, great. Now, obviously, I ask every week, um, you are familiar with the work of Mayama Lolita, Lolita Banana. Yes. yes. Um, so you're excited to see her have this opportunity. Oh my God. I mean, for me, so I mean, 
you know how I feel about the hosts uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as an insight for me, like I, I do think not that Valentina is not doing a great job because I think she's gorgeous. I think, you know, credit where credit is due, but I know a lot of the controversy behind having her as a judge, um, as one of the co-judges, like co-head judge was the fact that she wasn't born in Mexico. Right. She's a Mexican drag queen, but she wasn't born in Mexico. And I think that adds a lot to things because I know as someone like first generation Colombian, there's a lot of things from like my drag sisters back home that I cannot relate to. Right. There's a lot of things obviously we have in common because we have the same ancestry, the same upbringing, et cetera, et cetera. But there's just some things you just, I just can't. And I'll never understand because I'm an American. Right. And I feel it's the same thing. And so that's why I always tell you like the week it's Valentina week, it's a little cringe for me. I'm not going to lie. Like yeah. between hearing her speak Spanish, between like, they're just little things. Like she'll always try to inject English into it. Um, and to me, that's like such a no, no, because this is drag race, Mexico, you know, it has its own identity. And like, I want it to be bien mexicana, bien chingona, bien, you know, like right. that's what I am looking forward to. And Lolita excites me because of that. That's what you get Absolutely. with boys. In spite of the fact that we saw her on drag race, France. If I hadn't watched Drag Race France season one and I didn't know who she was, I would still be like, wow, kick-ass Mexican drag queen. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's Absolutely. Just, it's exactly what she's delivering and presenting no matter what. You don't hear her sprinkling French in there. You don't hear her, you know? So like in my head, I'm like, oh man, like how exciting for her that she gets to like really like speak to her roots and like really do something that I'm sure, like in the grand scheme of things, I'm sure she's thrilled she didn't fucking win Drag Race France. Absolutely. And meanwhile, Visa is in all the photo ops and being like, can I be a part of your family? Well, I was literally just about to say that like I now, I mean, obviously the way the seasons worked out, like unfortunately we didn't meet Visa before this was made, but I'm like a thousand percent sure they would have at least tried to have her as some sort of you know, TS oh, so she will, you know she will I mean? definitely like get a she'll definitely guest judge at some absolutely, point. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really, in an ideal world. And again, no shade to Valentina. Don't come for me. Nobody like nothing in an ideal world. I think it would be Lolita and visa for me yeah, as, absolutely. as your judges. Well, Miss Lolita tells them they have a very special message for this week's mini challenge. It's from what I can only presume is an AI generated message from Anastasia Beverly Hills, very own Norvina Pallet. Um, they will be using the Anastasia Beverly Hills products to show their best Mexican Catarina looks that show the color, beauty and tradition of life and death together. Um, now, this video, Norvina was like me trying to speak Spanish. It did not work. Um, um, you know, <laughs> Probably 20 takes here. Um, you know what I have to say? So this is sort of the equivalent of trying to really hard to inject like American culture into something that's not American because they could have just as easily like, okay, I understand why you needed Norvina to be there. Like, I get it, obviously face of the company, but like, okay, here's a fun little spin. Like, um, Creme Fatale, for instance, fucking works for Anastasia Beverly Hills and is Mexican. Like, fucking have her as a representative for the country. Like, oh, you know, like, I don't know, right. just been more authentic. Um, it looks like a robot. It looks fake. Like, I mean, you know, whatever. I feel like it was kind of like when they have 
New York City ads of mayors speaking in Spanish. You know what I mean? It's like kind of like Mejamo, Mejamo Bloomberg, you know, that kind right. of like back in the day, those ads. Yeah. Um, like, okay, great, congrats. Nobody listened because we we're just laughing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like I wanted to make sure, like maybe, maybe there was some heritage that I didn't know about, but I did a Google search. Um, her mom, it was the original founder of Anastasia uh-huh. Beverly Hills, and her mom is of Polish descent. So nothing there does no, not does not no, exactly. so see, it's like so not authentic. It's such a shame. Yeah. For this mini challenge, they have to do a Katrina makeup. It's about the day of the dead, Dia de los Muertos, uh, as it's a very important holiday in Mexico where they make fun of death. Um, or for us Americans, go watch Coco. Mm. So can I say, I when I heard the mini challenge, I was both excited mm-hmm. and very disappointed. What I will say, the reason I was disappointed is because to me, and we shall see throughout the rest of the season, and we shall see in potential new seasons. But I think this specific concept should have been a maxi challenge. Absolutely. There is no fucking way you take one of the biggest, 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 significant Mexican culture parts. Like it just, again, one of the most pivotal parts of Mexican culture. Wow, I'm so sorry. That was, I'm thinking thinking, it's because I'm thinking in Spanish. Like you cannot, what a disservice. Like it's disrespectful. Absolutely. Or even just as a beautiful runway. Like Like I, it it should have been a maxi challenge. It could have been a ball challenge as far as I'm concerned. Valentina arrived with a mask on. And the fact that we did not get a reference to her mask moment from Drag Race season nine is a missed moment. And I am sad. I am so sad. Why did Lolita not um, say anything about, uh, can you take that thing off your face? And Valentina say, I'd like to keep it on, please. Do you think it's just been so overplayed? Like she's no. kind of over it? No, this is her identity. It's just her life. Well. <laughs> they will use Anastasia Beverly Hills products to achieve the look of the mask she is wearing. And they are going to do it without a mirror. What a horror. <laughs> Have you ever done your makeup mirrorless? No. But... I'll tell you what, I'm already at a disadvantage because I cannot see without my glasses. Mm-hmm. So in order to put on makeup, I need to take them off, which means I'm already almost without a mirror. Okay, all right. About it. That's why I always make that joke like, oh man, if I had like 20-20 vision, it'd be <laughs> over for you hoes. Like I, the mug I would be able to create with mm-hmm. vision, mm, forget it. Um, also, when they bring in the pit crew, damn those undies, they really found some of the hottest men in Colombia, didn't they? <laughs> they really, I'm telling you, like, it's so sad, like, it's so sad that you and I know that these guys may not even be Mexican. Like, they were just like. Oh, I know. It. It's fully uh, because I had a listener reach out and say, I know that. That's my Colombian friend. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, Amanda, what is your favorite ABH product? Mm. I am still, believe it or not, holding on to my Alyssa Edwards palette. Oh, mm-hmm. That was a very good palette. I also have, oh God, I don't know the name of it, but it's this small little, like, I don't know. It had to, like, it got me because of the packaging, like little cherries were on it, like a little picnic. Of course, of it was very cute. Um, and it has very um, reds, pinks, of course, naturally. Uh, but you know what? It's not a drag palette. That one, that little one is not a drag palette. That's like a out of drag. Um, right. But the other one I still is really good. Um, honestly, it can't go wrong. Their pigments are really strong. Everything, 
you know, I just I own so much makeup across the board, but like, it's definitely a brand that I know I can go to at any point. Well, they have three minutes to get their face done. And wow, uh, rude. Three minutes. What a mess they're about to get in. Yeah. It's time to see the results. First up, we have Regina Voce. And I don't know if she memorized the face or if she has great memory or what it was. Very well done. I was impressed. I was very impressed, too. That was not bad. Next up is Argenis. And not as clean, but pretty close. And she'll let her hair down to do her best Valentina. <laughs> but we're going to learn that her nose got smashed in before she died. So there's that. <laughs> Lady Kato's turn. And um, Maury, that's a clown. Like, no bueno. And Valentina is pissed. She had no lashes on. I mean, it happens. In three minutes, is that really a priority or the makeup? Matraka comes out and said, I do not care for this challenge. I'm going to do me. And she looks super cute. But... um she's going to be compared to a cannibal who hasn't eaten in thousands of years because she's so skinny. <laughs> now we have the reveal of Margaritia and well, well, she just skipped the white makeup completely. Um, those two faces did not get along or come from the same country we learned. Yeah. Gada comes out and again, lacking the white, but uh, not a match. And Lolita calls her Uncle Fester and Valentina <laughs> once again calls her out for no lashes. So that's apparently the rule for Valentina. Right. Like that is the most important thing. I don't think so. But. And finally, we have Christian, who is a pumpkin. So I don't know what the rules of this game were because only two people actually tried. Right. But like I said, to me, it was still very disrespectful. Like I don't. I think it's something so important that they should have gotten three minutes. I think they should have taken it much more seriously. And they really just kind of made a parody of one of the most important Mexican things. So it's kind of sad. The winner of the mini challenge is Regina Voce (laughs) and rightly so. Yeah. She will will win. (laughs) No questions asked. She's going to win a prize of 18,000 pesos, which she will use for a short two day trip to Acapulco. I need Mm -hmm. a vacation too. I'll go to Acapulco. Mm -hmm. I'll go anywhere, (laughs) anywhere. Well, Valentina shares that this week, the Maxi Challenge will officially be Snatch Game, which she finds quite tough. Roll the tapes. It's true. She did not do so great, (laughs) did she? Ah. What did she do for her first Snatch Game? I'm trying to remember. Um, Wasn't it Miss Columbia? It was Miss Columbia. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then she did her... Steve Harvey. (laughs) Yeah, then she did her interpretation of Eartha Kitt. So, um, not great. Not great. Yeah, she's not an expert. Lolita will remind them they will pick a celebrity and they must, must make them laugh. Additionally, their guest judge this week will be Broadway star Mauricio Martinez. For those who may not know, he made his Broadway debut in On Your Feet as Emilio Estefan. Are you familiar with his work? I am not. I was like, who is this hottie? Oh, right. I mean, very, very handsome. Mm-hmm. And the, cord- the category for this week will be Supernatural, made just for you. Mm-hmm. Amanda, what would you do for that category? Oh, my God. I think a couple of people actually did. If, okay. In thinking of spooky, spooky Mexican, people did exactly what I would have done, which would sure. have been like, Donna. Um, or it would have been a really funny, like, like now that I'm thinking of it. I would have done something stupid like Chupacabra. <laughs> Love it. I'm shocked mm-hmm. we haven't had a Chupacabra yet. Night of a Thousand Chupacabras. Yeah. Now, this is Drag Race Mexico's first season. 
Mm-hmm. But we as viewers of the Drag Race franchise are used to a certain flow and format. Usually before Snatch Game, we watch the girls get ready, pick their person, sometimes battle if there are duplicates, have a walkthrough. It's a way for us to learn some of the characters before we see them on stage. Well, not in this house. No, no. I think the timing of Drag Race Mexico feels rushed compared to other international seasons as they stick to a tight 60-minute episode. Mm-hmm. So we're right in, into the Snatch Game. 14 minutes in and it's Snatch Game time. Regardless, we hit the main stage, since that's where we do it internationally. Yes. They're going to be doing it, as I called it, the Drag Race Italia setup, with the queens on stage right, the celebs mm-hmm. on stage left. And we are going to see Lolita be hosting, and Valentina and Oscar will be players. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised that it was Lolita taking on the hosting reins? No, because it's her week. Fair. It's um, her- and I also feel like it was the right choice as she was going to be the one who was going to be better to volley with the girls and go back and forth. Right, because she's more fluent in Spanish. Yeah. The other thing, too, what did surprise me, though, is I didn't expect to have Valentina and the other, um, oh, my God. What's Oscar. Thank you. Um, be the guest. Like, I, I, I just, I don't know. I always assume that they're going to try and bring someone new in. But, you know, I also don't know. When was this film? I'm not sure, but just a reminder, it was filmed in Colombia. So right. I can't I wait to see what they happen to do for the next two franchises where that trip's just a little different too. Yep. Um, here's how this is going to work, friends. We are going to go through each queen and their performance rather than the question order. Does that mm-hmm. sound good to you, Amanda? Sounds good. All right. From the very stars, it's Regina Velcite as Walter Mercado. For Icon. those with good memories. This was a character portrayed by Alexis Mateo on Drag Race All-Stars 5. Amazing. Uh, Walter Mercado will offer peace, lots of peace, and mostly a lot, a lot of love. Now, from the start, Rahina certainly transformed herself, but there was something about the look that felt off. Obviously, with an outlandish character like Walter Mercado, there is room to play and explore. Did, did Rahina do that? Um, I think, okay, so she took some... I don't even want to say if it was a creative liberties with like the mug. It could just be, that's just the way her face, like, you know, Walter's face is Walter's face. Like there's, there's only so much you could contour and, you know, there's only so good, like there's only so much you could do. Um, But I, maybe because I know the person and I grew up with Walter's like horoscopes, like that Mm -hmm. is such a like huge part of my upbringing, to be honest with you. Yeah. I didn't really care. I was just excited that someone did him. Yeah. Um, and again, like maybe based off of Alexis's performance, like the hair felt a lot darker than. Well, um, the hair, the hair. Yes, you are correct. The hair was completely off. <laughs> Walter's hair is much more like coiffed and like, yeah. Was, yeah, a little bit more stylized. This seemed like a very dry wig in comparison. Yeah, it was. But uh, I, again, I didn't really care. Our first question will be for Valentina. La Yalona got locked in a drag cabaret instead of shouting, oh, my children, now she shouts. And Valentina will answer, ovaries. <laughs> what happened? Ovaries? Come on. She had those questions beforehand. <laughs> now, Walter will say, Leo. The other answer written here is, oh, my balls, because La Llorona's sack occasionally slips out. Now, she barely finishes with her answer, and Christian's Veronica Castro is on her ass saying she knows the piñata nuts were coming out, kids. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about Christian Peralta's performance in almost everybody else's performance Mm -hmm. as well. 
Now, with La Llorona present, this was her chance to volley. And she will say that she was hung up like a piñata and sighs, my children. Gadavaro, no comedy. No, the presence of comedy is not alive. You know, honestly, for like a good chunk before she literally unveiled herself, I had mm-hmm. no idea that was got yeah. Like I had, I was like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. Our second question for Valentina is Mensa Mensi is so dumb that when she wanted to do a spiritual cleansing, she replaced an egg for blank. Valentina says a cucumber. Now, Walter will say the card showed Lolita Banana, who get, likes to get stung in the tail, just like a scorpion. Um, Luna Hill will call Walter an oracle. And that's it for Rojina Boche from this game. <laughs> um, I don't know if she did poorly. I don't know if she did great. Uh, we just knew she was not a player in the final results today. Right. Moving on to Margaretia as Marta de Biale. Um, it is Mexico's It Girl. She will make one correction. You don't say Snatch Game. It's Snatch Hop. And Lolita will not even let her finish and move right along. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with Margaret's character? I am not. Neither was I. Yeah, I was like, huh? Uh, what I've learned is she is a media personality, and that is about all you're going to need to know from her for now. Okay. Our second question of the night is for Oscar. Christian Chavez doesn't want to go back to RBD. He now wants to audition for Drag Race, and his drag name will be blank. And Oscar says Cristina Verge. Um, also, for context, RBD is a Mexican boy band in which Christian Chavez is part of. And yes, that is the same sexy man we saw in episode one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Remember that handsome man? Yes, of course. Now, Marta will ask if Oscar remembers the Oscars after party where they got so wasted. Mm-hmm. And if they're talking drag names, she says Oscar y Ponches. Any way to translate or make me understand what that was supposed to reference? I have no idea. Okay, great. <laughs> I was like, We're what? on the same page. Mm-hmm. Now, our second question for Oscar is: Boogeyman is sick of living under Alejandro Boogie's bed. He has enough when he found her, and Oscar says her heels to always walk on her toes, divine like a dancer. And that's what the caption said. And I'm assuming that's not what it was in Spanish. I cannot recall, but. All I can tell you was that it wasn't funny. Correct. Mm-hmm. Marta will answer that she is a Christian and the boogeyman sounds diabolical. So he got scared when he saw the Bible. Okay, Margaret, mm-hmm. what is happening here? I just, I, you know what, from what I know of Margaret, Margaret from before Drag Race, I never thought she was funny. Like, I think right. it's like, she's like, she's a conceptual look queen artsy so i never i wasn't expecting her to like this be her challenge you know right we're gonna move over to galavaro as la llorona a legend of mexican imagery here she is in person now la llorona is known as the crying woman who is a vengeful ghost that roams near bodies of water we've had interpretations of the character and looks and such before but now gala is embodying her in snatch game this could have been a slam dunk with opportunity as long as you didn't cry and sob uncontrollably the entire performance. Hmm. Actually, no, you need to, because it's part of the character. Right. But but then it's it's like, okay, where's the levels? Where's the variety? Well, so speak, is it 
you have to speak number one. And I feel like a lot of the time she didn't even speak. Right. But also on top of it, to your point levels, you can cry in different levels. Absolutely. You know, you know like you Absolutely. it was no range. You were correct. Believe me as a crier myself, I have <laughs> levels. No. Yes. After her introduction, we will have Walter volley and say they need to be careful because she comes from the afterlife. Some of the other girls, including Verona Castro and Adelamica, will say they're already scared. And Gala, Gala does nothing to volley with them. Missed opportunity. At least not that we saw, yeah. She will get a chance to answer the question about her, you know, because she's a question. And she will say that she's cried for so many ages. She's gotten so dried out, like the hair of these women. A dig, but not actually like an accurate, good answer. Yeah, I don't know. She will reveal her face from the veil and give the answer of, oh, my wigs. So not a match or a joke. And the camera will cut to Valentina, who will sternly look at Gala and be like, where are the jokes? I'm sorry. That was a Trinity to Tuck quote. Sorry. Same season, though. (laughs) Sissies. Now we're going to learn that the boogeyman is La Llorona's husband and that he cheated on her with that woman. So she wrote Rosary and Bible. And she is very religious and woman values. And I was like, wait, the same lady we just met last week, the trans icon. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, God of Otto, um, I like her, but this was not her challenge. Yeah. I mean, again, here's the thing you have, you chose someone that's not a real person. So there's nothing to compare to. Right. Mm-hmm. Which means really this was yours to win, baby. Absolutely. You could have done so much and exaggerated so much. And even the makeup, like it was just bad. I like the second she took the veil off, I was like, that was your big reveal. Like I didn't even like that. Now I want to ask you a question and, and get your conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. The show knew she was doing La Llorona. Why do they put a question in there for her with La Llorona as the subject? Um. You know, part of me wants to say, I don't necessarily think they were trying to help her out. Like, I don't, I don't think production was like, you know, yeah, let's do that and help her out. I just think that was just the way the question was created and it makes sense because it's part of Mexican culture. So it's like, what else are you going to do? You know, let's move on to the queen of transformation. It's someone with whom Lolita would never spend a bad night. Veronica Castro. Um, the second Christian stands up in character and says, darling, the applause, darling, the game was over. The, the queen of transformation transformed and we are watching a game for second place. Are you familiar with the work of Veronica Castro? Yes, I am. And so another person I grew up with, um, the second I saw, I was screaming at my TV for many, many reasons. The look on point, the mannerisms on point, the work, like, I was like, she's winning. Like the second that I saw, like just the camera pan over, winner, 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 chicken dinner. So we have to probably assume in her transformation act, she's done Veronica Castro before. Oh, fucking this bitch has made money this way before. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right. She's going to tell Valentina that she looks beautiful, just like her and in her solitude and then calls Oscar whack. And then Lolita is called Pablita Ruiz. Um, she was very on. The references were specific to Verona Castro and Christian was quick with her words. Um, yeah, definitely a character she's played and explored around. She's done the character study. 
absolutely either that or the bitch fucking prepped the shit out of that mm-hmm. for like I, not that i believe like this was exclusively for drag race like i said i think she's definitely made coin this way before mm-hmm. um but i just fuck like yeah like drag mama you know like it was good yeah on the la Llorona question she says that she was thinking that she cries too and wrote oh my son but her kid is Christian Castro as she doesn't know which of these he is, as they say he dresses as a woman. Um, very, very easy layup of a question and answer. Taylor made for her. Answer. It was such a good answer because again, I grew up watching like the tabloids on her family. And mm-hmm. that is absolutely true. The shit they used to say about her son. Walter Mercado will come in and say that he asked for her son and it came out the great queer. Um, and if you do look, uh, at a photo at Christian Castro, you might think um, that face is actually what Regina had on her face. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, in hindsight. Yep. And now Veronica will say that she would have signed him up for this show and asked why they are tagging her son so much. When it comes to our cleansing question, she will answer banana as it's the most delicious thing. And then she will go on to say that sometimes they say she's a lesbian, but it's not true. She doesn't like kitties. Um, is this another tabloid thing? Yeah. Our second question for Oscar is about the boogeyman and Alejandro Boogie. And she will ask to be excused because Oscar got really scared when Oscar saw under the bed his friend Horacio Villaboyos. Um, now I've learned that he's a TV presenter who appeared on Fashion Police, I believe, after Oscar had left that show. Mm. Um, he is also a judge on the show La Academia. Um, which is the Mexican version of Star Academy from France, which I recently fallen down the rabbit hole of watching clips from because they cover the Celine Eurovision song. Uh, that's for another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Christian was great. Yeah, I mean, this was truly, um, you know, we, we've seen obviously master classes of Snatch Game, yeah. but this I think is the first one we've seen in Spanish. Absolutely. Would you say this is close to like a Jinx Dela performance? A Bob? Where? Where? Alaska? Where are we putting Christian in reference to the American franchise? Mm, I think honestly, sits right up there with the. Well, I think to me, Jinx is like top notch. Nobody can compare. No, absolutely. Um, not yet. We won't see it for a while. I think, but um definitely in in the top for sure all those names you mentioned absolutely um again bitch did her homework she Mm -hmm. really fucking like put her pussy into this and it shows it really fucking shows and i think i mean i've already seen her trajectory and like she's done well this entire time Mm -hmm. but this for me cemented her place in the competition and it's like yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's bit like who's fucking with this bitch? Like this is amazing. Yeah. Well, next up is someone who didn't do their homework. Our Henny <laughs> says Gloria Trevi. Uh, this potato definitely does have ketchup. It's Gloria Trevi. Obviously, French uh, Drag Race fans know Gloria from her appearance on Drag Race España too, mm-hmm. and now she's here on Drag Race Mexico to be slaughtered. Yeah. Gloria will say that she's excited to be on the show, dude. She tried to give a rock and roll edge, but um, Argenis didn't quite have that. Now, you know who Gloria Trevi is. Yes. What did you think of her look, at least? Let's start with that. Um, 
It's funny because I know she was trying to go for the 90s Gloria Trevi, right? Because right? that's iconic. But it was too clean. Like mm-hmm. 90s Gloria Trevi is like fucking, she doesn't give a shit about anything or anybody. Like she's strung out. She's all, you know, like the hair was too, you know, well kept. Like yeah. it, she really needed to like push it and like tease yeah. the shit out of her hair and like really like she looked too pretty almost. Like it was just a little too polished for me. So that already took me out of fantasy. For the Christian Chavez question, she dives right in and says that she literally wrote he would be called Christina Pano. She goes on to say that panoramic for us and the world to enjoy, then Oscar Madurazo will be like Pano or penis. (laughs) For the cleansing, she will say that she really likes having eggs on her face, but she loves potatoes without ketchup. And then we're going to get literally the cricket sound effect. It is so uncomfortable that Veronica will come in in character and say that Valentina is laughing out of obligation. Savage and hilarious. Was this a poor performance? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, I don't know. It's just like, you made the comment earlier. Like she had so much, she had so many references. She could have done so much homework so much tabloids to fucking right. go through this woman you have to understand and this is like just on the surface i think i mentioned it when we talked about drag race spain but i'll say it again the way i grew up people would tell you you were not allowed to listen to gloria trevi's music because it was going to be too influential you don't listen to that bad woman you know that kind of thing right because she was that scandalous think of the shit you could have gotten away with Right. Think of how sloppy, slurred words like, and she could have pushed it to the max. If you were going to do that 90s, like, you should have just done it. And she's referred to as the uh, Madonna of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad, sad. All yeah. right. Matraca as Adela Mica. We want to call Adela Mica. She is a journalist, the pioneer of the Mexican edition of Big Brother, and has interviewed yeah. everyone, including some people on the panel. So I was like, where's the interactions? But alas, she is excited, astonished, prolapsed, and flowered to be on the program. Are you familiar with the work of Adela Mica? I am not, but it was exciting to see because I got a lot of insight as to who this person is because mm-hmm. I think Madraca did a good job. Yes. Veronica will pipe up and say to be careful with her because she'll want to bury them like she did with Silvia Pinal, who she allegedly on one of the shows she's been on asked if they have something prepared on the actress, noting it doesn't take long to die when Pinal was hospitalized with COVID. Oh God. He was ready to kill her off in the moment. So that was apparently very bad. Nadella will come back and say that she's kind of dumb and no one is more nosy than she is. She will get a shot at the La Llorona question and says, when she looks at the lady, she looks so drawn and wasted away and thinks, oh, my balls. <clears throat> the boogeyman question, Adela will say that it is known that the lady is large in size. So she says that when she goes to bed, obviously she spreads out on both sides. So the boogeyman found her boobies, one on one side, one on the other. And Veronica will say that she hopes Alejandra is watching. <laughs> Do you think she said that because they met the lady last week? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Finally, Lady Kato is Luna Hill. She knows about many things, but failing? No, that she never does. Are you familiar with Luna Hill? I am not. It's another person that I'm not really like. 
you know, it, here's the thing. I feel like I don't catch, I don't catch up as much anymore with, um, like Univision, um, mm-hmm. tablet shows, right. but I bet you if I did, I'd know everybody on this panel. Sure. Absolutely. But yeah, the but- voice, the boobs, the top lady Keto has worn, I think this top or something of the same variety, like three times in six weeks. Amazing. Go off. She tells Lolita that she is super excited that they have her there. Uh, so we're very much getting an idea of who this character is. Um, and if you have not gone to see this lady's Instagram, <laughs> um, the, the, the rack, it's huge. Like gives Jimbo a run for her money. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Luna will answer the drag name question with habits or catching and names to La Pizza Colucci. And that's it. Just last. Not sure why. No idea. With the egg cleansing, she will say that she's not stupid. She's just slightly distracted. She wanted to do a cleanse of poppers. I mean, to me, that was not even knowing the person. I was like, work. Play. Yeah, what yeah. an answer. What an answer. Great. Great. Um, not a great week for uh, poppers references on Drag Race, though. But um, we'll talk <laughs> about Drag Race down under three later. <laughs> After four questions, we had a very quick but informative snatch game. But this was the Christian show and everyone was there as a prop. Absolutely. Now, last week we had uh, Drag Race France 2's Snatch Game. This time we have this week's. This one felt better, even though it was shorter. And I think it's because the queens were actually interacting. Um, yes, that's part of it. But I also think because Christian took over most of it and it was yeah. good. It was very good it was very good that like we were satisfied. Yeah. Like there was no, like, I don't think I, I don't think, you know, again, it's like you were talking to me about uh, the Walter Mercado. Like, yes, in hindsight, that could have been better, but I didn't mind because I got what I needed from the performance because I was being fed by another, like I was right. good. I'm good to go content. Yeah. Who would you do for a Spanish speaking snatch game? Oh my God. We talk about this all the time because I'd probably do someone Spanish for drag race America. Mm-hmm. But I still don't fucking know because, like, do I do someone stereotypical? Like, do I do Shakira? Do I do Sofia Vergara? Like, who could I fucking do? Um, although in hindsight, now when I think about it, I now have a little more frame references that I might attempt, like a Carol G, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just because I feel like at this point Americans might know her enough to know yeah. who I'm talking about, and then I know really funny shit about her in Spanish, and she speaks English, so it's like a good like. A good combo that I could back and forth and like volley on and be like, okay, yeah, I can. She makes fun of herself a lot. So, well, Amanda Masker, I I, I expect by the end of this year to see your Carol G look. Oh my God. I mean, well, I mean, that alone, I think is going to happen. She's such an inspiration that, like, I definitely, I know I, um, I've been on the works of trying to even just commission a look based on Mm -hmm. one of them. So nice, nice. we'll definitely see that at some point. I don't know when, but it's happening. It's work. It's in the works. Right. It's elimination day. And the girls are feeling like they're ready to see who's up to scratch. The conversation about Snatch King comes up and Gala says it was fun. And then we pan to our hennies who look terrified to relive that moment again. Hmm. Margaret tells the girls that they, that when she found out she was going to be on drag race, she said she'd be leaving at Snatch King because she'd be shitty. And Gala's like, well, <laughs> all jokes with that one. She really loves to stir the pot. I feel like she'd be a fun time girl. 
How old is she? Because she gives me very. She's like, like twenty nine, I think. Really, I, think I she so. gives me she Maybe gives not. me like just turned twenty one vibes. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like I'm not trying to read anyone, but I just like I her, get it. You know, it's there's something about like she's so quick and she's so like just tongue in cheek, but she's still having a good time. But she's like fucking saying bitchy shit that yeah. like it really reminds me of like the really young people I know. Gata says that Margaret was more like Regina Lascurin than Marta Dubale. I didn't get at that reference, but yeah, great, great. Gala will admit that she did suffer during the, count, the challenge as she was exhausting her crying ideas. She needed a different approach, but she couldn't find one. But now, friends, it's time to get into spooky face. The table discussion is about emotions as they, as they have all cried. There are ups and downs as it's a roller coaster of emotions. For Christian, this is getting harder as she's trying to keep the energy up and be positive. But when she gets to her room, she misses her partner and her daughter very much. She questions whether it is worth it to be there. But says she says that before she came there, she made a promise to give 100%, but she just misses them so much. Christian says that she knows the future is uncertain, but when she gets back, she's going to propose. Oh, sweet. Um, now, I talked about it on the podcast, and I hadn't had much confirmation, but I believe I've heard now that Christian is pansexual. So not necessarily yeah. straight. Um. I think so. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, listen, you know, at this point, it's 2023. I think there's, everyone's a little gay. Um, that's, that's my, that's my two cents. That's true. I really, I really do think so. Um, but I don't know, like, I mean, I know plenty of people that aren't straight and they are in a seemingly straight appearing relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm one of those people for fuck's sake. I just... I don't know, like, but it's cool. You know, they had a kid and everything and it's like, wow. But the thing that I think is really important that I, I, I feel like a lot of people are minimizing is mm -hmm. it's not the main headline of the series. It just right. happens to be a thing. It's not the Maddie Morphis is, oh my God, a straight person in the world. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, which I think is the way it should be. Right. Cause like, I don't necessarily think sexuality matters when it comes to drag. No. Right? It's just like, an insanely talented human who happens to have a partner who identifies as female and has a child. Like, okay, work, go off. I, like, I, yeah, like it, to me, it's not, it doesn't take away or add to their drag. Like I, I don't, I often forget actually until they bring it up in these sort of moments. Um, but I think this wasn't so much of a production, like, oh my God, let's like market. Right, like, exactly, exactly. Let's, let's market the straight slash pan person. It was more of like, this is the Christian episode and let's make sure yeah. it's a Christian episode. We um, heard a couple yeah. of those this season too. I mean, well, you know. <laughs> no, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, the writing's on we'll the get wall. To that, we'll get the, to that last question. Mercado, you know, it's in the mm -hmm. stars. Absolutely. We're going to get some smiles and some hugs as she tells the girls that people can say a million things to you about what's inside her home. She struggled to have a home and wants her wife and daughter to always be happy. She knows things will come from this experience. She will tell Margaret and Lady Caro that she is the human being of her life who has shown her the most beautiful things and gave her the best gift of her life, her daughter. And I was like, oh my God, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. It really is. I mean, I hate kids, but like go off. <laughs> work we will get a big family group hug as lady carol will ask if they can dress in drag at the wedding she wants to be the flower girl i actually you know what's so funny when people tell me like that they're gonna get married i don't know why the first thought is like can i go in drag <laughs> literally 
it's really funny. Like I do think that sometimes now. So I kind of like when she said that I was like, oh, relatable. Now, while they're enjoying this sweet moment, there is someone missing from the trauma hug. But Arhenis, Lady Carol will go visit her as Arhenis says that she didn't go over because she didn't want to be in her feelings. She will call over to Christian and tell her she doesn't want to tell her to feel bad, but she was in her space sobbing. Arhenis tells us that she is thinking of what her family and what they're thinking. She didn't want to ruin the moment for Christian. Christian will come by as Arhenis tells us that her family is important to her too, but one day she told her mom that she would get her out of poverty. And Christian tells us that Arhenis came there with many masks, like, I'm a bitch, I won't give up. But they're all discovering that there is a wonderful human being who's got so much love to give. Arhenis says that she will fulfill her goal to support her mom, but she's not, so she's not disappointed in her, and say that what she does will pay off. She wants to be her mom and her family's pride and make them proud. And Christian will tell her that if she's in the lip sync to give it her all and they'd better say she busted her ass on the stage, she won't give up and she'll crush whoever is up against her. Arhenis has had a really fascinating arc on this show. I, you know, it's funny. I, I find it so interesting because I, they tried for a second, they tried to paint her as a villain. Yes. And then it's like, okay, she was serving cunt. And then she was still performing poorly. And then you have her here showing a human side, Mm -hmm. which to me only meant one thing, which was, all right, I guess that's the last of you. Uh, (laughs) The drag race edit, edit, you know what I mean? We've watched so many seasons. I already know what's happening. It's almost like the show broke her down. Like, each episode like she came in with the goal of being like this i'm tough as nails i'm really really talented and she is but the show kind of made her like vulnerable in a way that i don't think she was ready to do i think that would happen in general like high stress situations Mm -hmm. to people and i feel like you know this is a pressure cooker and you really want to do well and like i feel like i've had this sort of conversation with myself where i'm like if if I ever was in a scenario like that, I would walk in with the mentality of like, I'm not here to make friends. I mean, we've heard people say this before. I'm right. not here to make friends. I don't want to do anything. I just want to win. I just want to do this. I just want to do that. I'm going to be a bitch. I'm going to knock everyone down. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to win. And then you get in the situation. You're like, fuck, she's a nice person. Wow. That's my sister. Wow. That. And then you're like, oh, I can't send her home. I can't do that. Like, it just yeah. happens. It's just and we, we've also heard her talk about how she's not necessarily beloved in her hometown in the scene and everything. So it's been a really, really interesting to see Arhenis um, grow, I guess, compared to some other contestants. I wonder, I wonder what the tea is about that. Like, yeah. why oh, don't I like know. her or why don't, because I, you know, just kind of knowing like NYC tea myself, like when people tell me X, Y, Z or they don't like, it makes sense because I know who's in the scene and I know what, you know, right. like um yeah like it just you know again i don't know like i just wonder what she did to have this sort of reputation right because yeah. she must have done something right all right it's running my time we have the divine lilies looking fabulous in banana yellow and valentina giving you class on the runway oh my god that was a moment yeah um i do question the ants though I think it's a reference to something because I know um, Alaska had done a look similar to that. Oh, I was. So I know. I know. Really if it's, I know if it's a fashion reference. I don't know which one. 
I was trying really hard to think of what that reminded me of. And for the life of me, I couldn't. And I was just like, hmm. I think it's the All-Star 2 reunion episode. She wore something like that. No, that was Roaches. Was it Roaches? Okay. It was like a a roach print. Gotcha. Pink, if I'm not mistaken. It was the same color story. I don't know, maybe. But that must have had some sort of, I don't know, like, it could, I mean, who the fuck knows? I'm sure. A drag has become so referential at this point. Like It's true. I really don't think, um, it's total sidebar, but I think this novelty of like creating your own silhouettes has gone away because there's so many good silhouettes to knock off. And that's not like, again, that's not shade. That's not a raid. Um, as someone who does this professionally, like that's just, that's just what happens. You don't feel you look for things and just make them your own. And that's it. And I think that's just what happened, but who knows? I'm sure, I'm sure it was some Moschino, Jeremy Scott look like something like that. I bet you. Yeah. Who knows? Our panel this week is Oscar Madrazo, who has a neck, neck brace. Is that fashion? What the hell was he wearing? I, he is a very fascinating character when it comes to it, his it outfits. It was also rough, like a Victorian, like, yeah. I don't know. It kind of reminded me of something I own personally. And I was like, oh, okay. That's how I should wear it. Like, it's something new I got. So I was like, oh, okay. Plus, um, we have the hunk known as Mauricio Martinez. I bet he gets called daddy daily. Ah, uh, I would. I would call him that all the time category is supernatural in honor of the runway we are going to play living dead or ghosted mm, oh god <laughs> Bart Henny, snow designers listed we are getting a second dose of the de los muertos look for our hennies in a single episode this time she is giving el toro negro which is the black cowboy i thought this was absolutely stunning and i love that she starts out as a dress and then we reveal into those fabulous pants i would wear them grocery shopping um i love the detailing of the yellow and the gold and how it's so striking against the black love the history and folklore attached to this look and listen if you're gonna go out this is the way you do it um i was screaming screaming on my television i was like yes finger wave wag like ultimate like faggot noises at my tv because of this look um wow 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 i mean that is Mexico. That is drag. Mm-hmm. That was serving. I was fed. I ate like she left no crumbs. Like every gay saying I could give you. What a fucking look. Um, and again, I think that was like in seeing that look, I was like, oh, she's definitely going home. Like she saved the best <laughs> for last. She made sure to leave an impression. She made yeah. sure that was the way she was going to go. Um, because that look probably could have served any other roommate theme too. There's a couple, I'm sure, in the franchise, this could have gone a couple different sure. ways. She probably went through and was like, no, nah, that's the one. Valentina loved her look in Snatch Game, but didn't get her jokes and says it wasn't her forte. She loves her look and is fascinated by it. Mauricio says that he liked the voice and says if he closed his eyes, there's Gloria talking. He says that she could have made the most of her as she is so worthy of imitation. I will give this a living den. Oh, living, dead, zombie, apocalypse, rupocalypse. Like, what a fucking, like, this is a finale look. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, that's a mm-hmm. fucking shoot. That, like, I'm, I honestly, we'll probably will find out the tea at some point, but I bet you if she was like, fuck it, I won't be here. <laughs> like, let's just, yeah. let's just do this and get another look made because this is so good. Audience, 95% living dead, 5% ghosted. Who the fuck? <laughs> Look by Luis Angelito Bernal and Eric George. Jewels by Gustavo Haguera and Nails by Jewelry. 
I love the neck up, near perfection. Again, the makeup is skeletal realness. The headpiece is really fun and flirtatious for a dead bitch. She's going bald. Um, it's the garment that felt a bit recycled and not up to par with what she's given us thus far. I think the detailing is a little mediocre when we know that she has adorned pieces already. If she is the queen of the dead, I want regal. I want drama. I want to bow down to this bitch. Black, we know, is a hard color for the runaway unless it pops. And there was really nothing that popped. But the face, it really does save the look. I thought, yes, I think the look was great overall did it need embellishment absolutely i think that definitely could have used some beadwork some rhinestones some just extra zhuzh um i don't know if i was a fan of her not wearing a wig personally mm-hmm. i know she said she wanted to be verse about mm-hmm. it um i'm not buying it to be honest with you i don't think so i don't think that was intentional personally i think i don't know she lost a wig Something must have happened, but I think that would have been great with some sort of updo, personally. Absolutely. I'm going to give it a soft living dead. Yeah, soft living dead for sure. Audience, 70% living dead, 30% ghosted. Christian Peralta, no designers listed. I'm actually a little mixed on this one. She's Mm. serving a story in her rendition of La Llorona. She looks like she did come out of the swamp after drowning in her sorrows. The makeup, very spooky, great contrast to what she's done before. When she does the reveal into that stunning gown, it's the top part that baffles me and maybe it's my lack of comprehension, but it did look like a muscular outline as if it was like a weightlifter wrestler gone wrong and it took me out of the fantasy. Yeah, you said it. Um, Pre-reveal, I was living. I thought it was a great look. I thought the makeup was on point. The wig was on point. Um, The overall vibe was great. It probably could have been messier, probably could have been a little darker, but like I got it. Yeah. And then he did this reveal that I didn't understand, that didn't look good. The skin tone, like it was just all sorts of wrong, in my opinion, and was also barely embellished, just like the bottom hem, like from the waist down, yeah. kind of like a spring. Stunning. Yeah. Like it just wasn't, I don't know. It was very half assed, unfinished. I, it was. I don't know what her thought process is. I have to see when she does. I don't know if she's done the photo shoot. I'm, I don't, I don't think so because I didn't get any designers. Um, so. I just, yeah, I don't know. I I was very confused by the reveal and I kind of wish, I kind of wish she had saw her, like I kind of wish she just hadn't done the fucking reveal because nobody had, it wasn't a reveal challenge. Right. She could have just walked down the runway that way and I think I would have been okay. Valentina says it was great honor seeing her in action. She says she did it in a unique way and says that they'll hire her to do many things, a lot of nonsense that she knows how to do. She says that she knows she has so much talent in her being, but as far as her look, she doesn't know as the design of the dress didn't give her the fantasy and needed a little more. Mauricio says that he was has, she has the wit, the timing, and she really took over the game, which was a great thing. And Oscar says that she is really versatile. Lolita will say it's known, and Oscar clarifies that he meant Ver- from Veronica to La Llorona. Uh, sure, Jan, maybe Lolita and uh, Christian back in the day. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going again. One part was bad. I'll give it a very, very soft living dead. Yeah, I don't. It sucks because as they were deliberating the look, I honestly thought it would cost her the win. Mm-hmm. Fuck, they really like. Mm-hmm. They really like. I can't believe this look is gonna gonna do this much damage to such a wonderful snatch game. 
Um, but I really, really didn't fucking like this. I don't know. I'm almost inclined to say, say it. Say it. Oh, I don't know. It's it's a soft boot for me. Audience, 70% living dead, 30% ghosted. Mm. Varo, look by the weird market. She is inspired by the dragonfly woman by Ramidios Varo. I see it. I just think it could have been even stronger. The painting, um, for reference, is very white in, as a predominant color, where on this outfit, it's secondary to the black cat suit. I will give her credit for trying to give fashion silhouette. This is runway worthy. The makeup and the bald head, very evocative. It's put together well. I just wish her styling was a bit stronger. I'm don't think this was the look for this challenge. You think she had something else? I think I'm not buying what she's selling. I'm not buying the story. Yes, I get I get the reference. I think it's a reach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little grasp at straws. I don't think there was enough supernatural. I don't think it was enough spook. Um, it was gorgeous. She looks great. I'm still gonna say living dead, but I just didn't do it for me. Valentina says that her snatch game started off very strong as her and Valentina couldn't and Lolita couldn't stop laughing, but with a snatch game as well made as one of the girls, she didn't stand out just as strong, but loved her idea. As far as the look, she says it scares her because it reminds her a lot of Sasha Valor. Mauricio ah. says that when she took it off and could see her, she says uh, he says it looked like Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman and Batman. Oscar says that her La Llorona was to cry for and failed him. He says the look saved absolutely everything. And Alita says it didn't remind her of Remedios Varo, but Marta de Bael Christmas tree. Again, didn't get the reference, but apparently that was yeah. very funny to them all. Um, I'll give it a living dead. Yeah, same, but very soft. Audience, 85% living dead, 15% ghosted. Mm. Lady Caro, look by Avis. Night of a thousand La Llorona's. She is acting the shit out of it. Could but definitely once, be a challenge. <laughs> I know, right? But once again, the silhouette is repetitious. I need her to change it up or she's going to fall out of the competition when the others are giving you a variety on the runway. I think this is very simple in regards to how it's crafted. It is splatter on a white gown. Love the makeup. Love the wet hair effects. Something is not clicking with Lady Keto when it comes to the runway. She's just not a fashion girl. And that's mm-hmm. okay. She doesn't have to be. It's almost like um, she's afraid. I think I almost wish I almost wish her and Christian had swapped outfits. Like I feel yeah. like the effect would have been significantly different. And I feel like Lady Kero would have judged up Christian's under like dress. Mm-hmm. made it look appropriate and messy because she already had the foundation of like a ball gown and right. then christian would have had the messiness of the other like it just would have been better i don't know um i i was not a fan of the red rhinestones on the eyes just because to me that is a little bit of a cop-out like there's other ways to do that look mm-hmm. someone who uses um, a lot of like bruise palettes and you know special effects and blood i mean she definitely could have done something else instead of just a line of rhinestones that way like it was very like there was not even a pa- like it was just it was very basic drag 101 baby queen and i think that's what i wasn't liking about it you know you're on that's the drag race mexico stage and it seemed again very 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 basic 
Um, again, did it satisfy the brief? Yes. Did she look good? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think she, you know, again, she's not a fashion queen and I'm not expecting her to like wow me with runway couture looks. I don't expect, I don't look to her for the avant-garde, you know? Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it was okay, but it definitely could have been better. Valentina says that her snatch game was very amusing and funny that and was fully in her busty girl character. She calls the look. <laughs> Mauricio says that her snatch game killed him as it was very funny. He says that she is something that cannot be bought. It's innate saying she's charming. He loved her in both images. Lolita says that the Medellin accent was great. I'm going to go ghosted. It's a soft living dead. And that's again, only because she fulfilled the brief. Audience could not decide. 50% living dead, 50% ghosted. Yeah, it's just like, it's neither here or there. Matraca. Look by Leonardo Romena. Alabrije by Ladid Brizulia. Hair by Malablu. This is one of the most incredible looks I have ever seen on Drag Race. She is giving you Alabrije, and now I want to go watch Coco. The colors, mm-hmm. the shape, the textures, everything about this outfit brought me pure joy. We have just never seen anything like this before. It's giving you culture. It's giving you heritage. It's folklore. It's a celebration. This is one of the looks I would send to someone to encourage them to watch Drag Race Mexico. Yeah, wow. I didn't expect this look at all. Nope, not from her. Not from her, not from the challenge, to be honest with you. I I just didn't, I expected everyone to go very dark. Yeah. And when she came out in full color already, I was like, holy shit. And then I'm just reminded at like the authenticity of her drag persona, where she really is about giving you Mexico, Mexican artisan culture, unapologetically just wow 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 and this is where again she cemented the fact that she deserved to be on this season she deserves to be seen and fuck i really hope she makes it to the end because i think the look she's going to keep giving us and the culture she's going to keep showing us like people need to see that absolutely valentina says wow applause she says this is mexico saying that but the theme the hairstyle the teeth the makeup and says this week she was fucking superb Mauricio says that her Adela was impressive as it was very funny with t- great timing. He says her look really wowed him, saying she took him on a ayahuasca trip. Mm-hmm. Oscar says that she gave them another museum piece and applauds her enormously, saying this look will never be forgotten. Lolita says that Adela was very well worked, but she also feels she only showed one nuance from Adela, saying it was the same energy the whole time. She says she had it very well studied, but it felt it was monotonous. And I had, I think we had to have that just so there was some question that she wasn't going to win. Um, exactly. This look, Living Dead. Oh, living dead, zombie again, Rupocalypse, like same, woof. It's going to be on the end of the year awards, 100% living dead. Ah, oh, finally, taste, <laughs> the taste. Margaretia, look by Maris Reyes Cortez, hair by Carmen Monoxide. One of the best names I've ever heard. Carmen Monoxide. Yes. This is easily one of the more creative looks she's given us this season, and I appreciate the comic and graphic nature of it. Uh, first, she's giving Witch with this giant hat and teeth. When she does the reveal to human form, this is what I imagine Amanda Masker wearing to a Halloween-themed wedding. 
Um, I love how fun and sexy this is. The black and white motif is on point. And she's giving us a graphic mug that fits the ooky spooky gothic realness. <laughs> this is so you. Oh, I was another screaming at my television, like the between the wig, the like it just I everything was very much I wanted it all. Um yeah. Although I realized I realized from Dragon that updos for me are a commitment yes and they're a lot of work and i really don't want to do it um it's no it's <laughs> it's too much like just audience i just as someone with dark hair and long hair and like you know just being someone afab who grows their hair out like putting on a wig alone is is difficult right like yeah. tying it all in and making sure nobody sees anything and concealing it but then my hairline is different and so dealing with that with an updo is a pain in the ass. And the amount of blocking I had to do for DragCon, I mean, I, you know, again, and I wasn't even satisfied with it. You know, it's like, it's just too much of an effort for something that's not very much me. So I'm like, okay, well, we're going to find a way to make it work. Eventually, I'm not giving up on updos, but I know how difficult they are. Yeah. Um, but I was still living and I was like, shit, I need that wig. I need the drag, like even for out of drag, that's pretty me. I Absolutely. Think. That's why I say you would wear it to a wedding. It's it's the vibes. Yeah. Valentina says that she did a very safe snatch game because she felt like Marta de Bale is pretty and can sit there and look pretty and she can do any voice and it will work. And comments about her interaction with the other girls until she can't say the word and then trails off and we never hear what she thought because um, Valentina is making up her own language. <laughs> Mauricio says her personality like Martha liked Martha better than the runway. He says he likes that she showed her legs and dared to do it. He says he likes the makeup, the hairstyle, and the change from when she came in. And Oscar says that he wants her to hug herself because she had a great night. He says it was nice to finally see her without makeup as he got to know her a little more. I will give this look a living dead. Yeah, living dead. It was okay. The it was cute and like my bias aside from wanting it i think it probably could have been a little spookier personally sure it was adorable and i want it and i love it so yeah living dead audience 75 percent living dead 25 percent ghosted mm. our co-hosts have decided that rahina voce is safe leaving our hands christian gotta margaret lediguero and Montraca as the tops and bottoms do you agree uh, yeah i think I think, well, you know, her runway look was probably better than a couple of other people's. And I think yeah. for Walter, not the look, but the mannerisms and volley were probably better than a lot of people's. So she maybe, I mean, if you were just going to have one person safe, you should have just had them all there and given them feedback, you know, whatever. Right. Well, Rahina is sitting alone in VIP as her sisters arrive before she becomes schizophrenic. Christian says that she's getting more and more confused and even says that she feels like she might be in the lip sync. Uh, calm down on the humility. Come on, girl. We, we, we know the truth. You know you slayed. I think, you know what? I think she was obviously exaggerating, but I think her what she should have said was, fuck, I don't think I'm going to win after all. Exactly. For a second, for a second, I was kind of sweating too. I was like, wait, her, her snatch game was really fucking good. But that look was not so good. And I think they might give the win to Matraca. That's what I thought yeah. for like a hot second. Yeah. While she says this, 
She says they didn't like her look. Gala says the winner will either be Kero or Matraka. Then the room is like, Kero wins. I'm like, did we watch the same show? Really? Lady Kero was the winner this week? No. I was like, oh. But she sits there knowing she has been working so hard and is yet to win. Margaret points out that they liked her look, but her snatch game was safe despite them liking it. And she believes she survived snatch game and survived the monster runway and is now feeling strong and powerful. Arhenis is up, but Keto will speak for her, saying that they liked her makeup and to not be afraid of the lip sync because she's very good at lip syncs. She says if she's in another lip sync, it's fine. Arhenis will tell the room that she thinks Lady Keto will be in the lip sync um, as a joke, I guess. And just like that, it's done. Where's the drama? I want to fight. Can we make one of these Mexican divas just get spicy? Like the uncertainty of you know the drama. <clears throat> I'm hoping that some in a couple of episodes we're gonna get like a luchador episode where they're wrestling or something and then that's where the drama like we're gonna actually see like a broken neck (laughs) we're gonna see physical drama Uh, um but i I just why would they stir the pot like i didn't when they were like oh yeah lady keto is gonna be on the bottom i was like really did you were you present in the room for snatch game because she definitely like again she wasn't a winner with that look but i thought like she definitely wasn't going home yeah all right we are back for the results and by shock of no one lolita and valentina give the win to christian peralta lady keto matraca and margarita are safe leaving our hennies and Gadavara was the bottom two do you agree yeah yeah well it's going to be a haunting night for our hennies because the song is gloria trevis abranse pares um writing on the wall <laughs> the irony she does gloria trevi once she does her again and fails both times yeah. um are you a fan of this song i hadn't really heard that song actually like i said i i don't it's been a while since i've listened to this sort of stuff and i only know the the one song the one song i do listen to all the time is the one we saw from drag race right. lip sync um, this was a great lip sync it's a good yeah yeah no this was this was one where, again, I don't know, maybe it's just me because I'm just happy Kumbaya lately, but I think I really was hoping it would be a double save. I don't yeah. know. That was just me. Like, I, I I agree. I think they battled well. It was going to come down to yeah. who wanted it more and track record. And let's be real, Gala was not going anywhere this week. Like, they could not eliminate Right, them. right, right, right. Um, this is a great track and had so much room to fight. It is a rock song for sure. The movement that both these girls gave from yeah. the splits to the splin- spins yeah. they slayed I was a bit weirded out watching Gala's bald head, but then she said, surprise, bitches. The wig reveal gave me life. Okay. I'm going to say it. Top tier wig reveal on Drag Race. Interesting. Interesting you say that. So for me, as someone who has done a wig reveal, mm-hmm. and trying to hide, like nose kind of like making sure nobody sees it. Um, I knew for a fact she fucking had a wig reveal because her bald cap wasn't laying perfectly. Right. And I knew something like the jig was up, you know, like I knew something was happening. There was no way, like it wasn't the shape of her head and her hair is on the short side. So it's not like something. And that's why I was, I was, I was curious. Cause like, maybe that was the aesthetic she was going for with the painting. And that's why I gave it a pass. Like, I don't think there's anything there, uh, but she came prepared. She knew before she got into makeup that day. I might be lips thinking I'm going to be ready in case. She's still not making enough. And she fucking was. She was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, what would you say to you now since we're on the topic? What is your top 
wig reveal moment then Roxy. That, this is that that's your top wig reveal absolutely that's the top wig reveal. oh gee that's i mean that's the first wig reveal yeah okay no one's been able to top that um, who, who, who'd you say I, you know what? I kind of gagged at Evie Oddly on All Winners fucking mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. wig cap. And we were all like, fuck, she fucking like the wig. The Rue hates that. And all of a sudden yeah. the wig under the wig cap. Under, I was like, that was pretty good, too. That was pretty good. I was pretty. That was, I slayed. Well, in the end, it is time for our hennies to go. Galavara is here to stay. Do you agree? Um. Again, I really thought it would have been a double save. I think I, I know she got a lot of shit during the season and i know we talked about you know her mixed reputation or whatever but i just i really think she had so much more to offer and it really sucks that she didn't get a chance to show more but i am glad that she left on such a high note yeah because in spite of everything that final look was phenomenal and that lip sync was phenomenal so absolutely. like absolutely what could ever say like bitch you didn't belong on drag race because i sure mean part part of probably why she couldn't get a double save is their challenge next week is probably a specific number sure all right i got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast are you ready yes what is our Hetty's legacy um i think she's Drag Race Mexico's first misunderstood contestant. You know what I, I mean? I love like, that. I love that. I think, you know, Drag Race US is full of them. And then we end up loving them. And, we, you know, we end up falling in love with them later on, like All Stars or, you know, whatever the case may be. But this is the first one for Drag Race Mexico, where it's someone that maybe we all didn't start off liking, or maybe, you know, we didn't see full potential or whatever the case may be. But then again, she ended on such a high note that you're like, okay, wow, I want to know more about her. I want to up, um, and hopefully I see her on, you know, some sort of versus the world Spanish speaking, you know, something, something, you know, like you never Absolutely. know see it eventually. Who won the week? Who had the best week? Oh, Christian, for sure. I'm I'm going to throw out Mataraka, but mostly because I think that runway is what I'm going to remember yeah. this week. Um, yeah. Maybe if I knew the reference a little more, I think I, I would fall into the Christian as the winner of the week. But there was something about that Mataraka runway that is just so special. For sure. All right. It's finally time for a telenovela. Mm-hmm. Who is going to slay? Um, I think... This is Regina's challenge to lose. Absolutely. I and you think she's yeah. going to do well too. Like put them as battling somethings. Right. But I still think like if the Rusical was any indication of anything, I mm-hmm. think we will see her really, really fucking shine. And hopefully it's another win for her. Again, now if, if you were in a telenovela, what kind of role would you play? Oh, God. Um, I mean, it seems so cliche, but I feel like I'd be a villain. I'd be, yeah, <laughs> I'd definitely be the bitch, the mean girl, this one casting, the witch, the, you know, mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. something of the sort, you know, like growing up with all these telenovelas, um, you always saw the bad girls were the ones like, you know, stealing someone's man or, you know, arranging the kidnapping or whatever. So <laughs> Some sort of there it stuff. is and i feel like yeah I, that's relatable <laughs> after six episodes the winner of the season is 
I, that is a tough one because I know, I feel like I know who it's going to be just based on what's happening, but I know who I want it to be. All right. Give me who you want first. Okay. I think I want Matraca just because Mm -hmm. of what she, again, is a perfect representation. You have Drag Race Mexico first time airing and here's like a unapologetically Mexican drag artist. Like how fast, Absolutely. Like how perfect, how perfect, right? Like but what the a winner ma- is going to be. But the winner is probably going to be Christian. Absolutely. I th- this one solidified it for me. Like uh, they're that good. They're that good. They, I'm not sure if I'm ready to put them on the same platform as like Envy Peru, Carmen Ferrara, but she's close. She's getting there. She's definitely like, again, I, I don't necessarily know about the Mexican drag scene. Um, just like the only person I was familiar with previously, to be honest with you, was just Margaret. But mm-hmm. um, if if this is like, it seems like she fucking runs shit in Mexico. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think, I think anyone who's anyone who knows anything about drag knows about her. Listen, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen with the global all-stars, but I feel like if you're going to need a Mexican representation, it's oh going to be her. Oh my God. If, if it wasn't like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know what? All if right. it's not her, it means you probably said no. Like that's <laughs> literally, literally. That's All right, where can we find you on social media? Venmo oh, and social. projects you want to plug? Oh my! Um, so you can find me on Instagram at amanda.massacre and on Venmo, I'm Amanda Massacre Drag. Also on Cash App, also on PayPal, actually. Um, and so my Muggle birthday is coming up soon. And I've taken it upon myself to really do drag that week because drag makes me really happy. And why wouldn't I want to be happy for my birthday? And so you're going to find me a couple places, uh, but stay tuned on Instagram for exact dates and locations. But I will be out and about. Um, I will be debuting some numbers. I will be debuting some looks. I will be debuting new wig. I will be debuting just a whole bunch of stuff celebrating me. So come and help me do that. I love it. Well, it is so much fun chatting with you. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me.